think I'm ready. Are you ready? Um, yeah. I just gotta try and come up with something quick for an opening line. But how about look at, say something so then the camera goes on to you, turn around like you're looking at something, and then do the old classic, oh, didn't notice you there. Welcome to our Christmas edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. Mm. I'm Howard Blues, joined again by the ever-so-festive, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. And then I come bursting in. Shut the hell up with the festivities. I got the socks here, but you know what? Bah humbug. Yeah, that doesn't seem my style. <laughs> I know you're kind of outdoing me. I mean, on the festive. I mean, you got the Christmas shirt. You got the got the stockings up. I mean, I got I got a tree up. You know. Pull lit. that out. I bet I could find a Christmas hat. Don't make me get one. It's on now. Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that is so festive, it hurts. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Hey, I'm, I'm here, and yes, festive indeed that's what i have to say festive indeed especially because i can't find my damn christmas hat the santa hat so i'm gonna have to have to do this instead so i think this is equally festive don't you i mean it, it it's it's not terrible mm-hmm. it works yeah it, 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 it works, works there. uh i i too kidder you know because uh I, I felt like i should get a hat um, I went and found a whole box of hats. Um, I don't know if any of these will work as well as the one you found. Ah, let me let me set this in. So let, let's try some hats, and uh, you can uh, 
you can let me know if one of these works. Um, I'm going to turn up my volume a little bit so that hopefully if I take my headphones off, I can still hear your criticism. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. My computer may not want to be that agreeable. Okay, let's see. Uh, um, oh, here we go. Here we go. We could we could go uh, Bastille Day. How's that work? Yeah. We could go. Oh, yes. Yes. This, this. We could go. Oh, don't tell me there's still lights. Nope. Okay. Uh, we could go Kidder with Talk Like a Pirate today. Oh, I are. I think my head was smaller the last time I wore this. I think it also still has a price tag on it. It's an expensive um, joke. <laughs> um, ah, how about how about how about we go with a little? We look at the Irish. I hmm? have a good photo of you there when you were just a young lad purchasing that hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found that one. Um, ah, here we here or kidder. If I ever want to, you know, change careers and, you know, totally different lifestyle, I also have this version. I feel like you need a monocle. So I needed you to break your glasses in half. <laughs> yeah. You know, I bought this hat just because it's so friggin' weird because it's not only like a poofy top hat, but it's got like this weird, like Asian, like dragon print to it. You know, so. Anyway, let's see. Trying to be Trogdor. Uh, something like that. I'm probably going to regret this next hat. <laughs> if you can hear that on the mic, might give you an idea. Let's uh, let's let's give this a try. I think this is a little bit more Halloweeny than Christmas, but uh, we'll see. Oh, that. that work? Hmm. I turned out the lights. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I'm now covered in remnants of that. It makes you feel better, though, Kidder. I, I do have the matching uh, hairy, furry gloves for that hat. Oh. So, but uh, I guess I guess I can just try and rock the... Uh, the old school Santa hat. That'll that'll do. That'll do, Santa Howard. That'll do. Yeah, I think I got some of that mask in my eye. Oh, <laughs> so much for happy holidays. <laughs> the things I do for a quick gag. Entertainment and this show. So, everybody viewing or listening, make sure you go to beerbluesbs.com and then buy us a beer, specifically Howard, for going through all of that. Because, damn it, we do it for you. Yeah. Oh, my eyes are still watering from that. That was a bad decision. <clears throat> 
choices were made. <laughs> it's not working out well. <laughs> I'm gonna ask, uh, you know, how how you doing and how things are going, but I mean, uh, I don't want to bring out too many emotions. <laughs> You're gonna have to take this outside or something. I'm not gonna lie, Kitter, my my eyes are watering. <laughs> well. We need to find out the manufacturer of that mask and then sue them because, damn it, they killed Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Okay, I I think I'll be good. I think I'll survive. Maybe, possibly. No promises. Glad that we've come so far. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, how about uh, how about to make you feel better? Let's find out what's on tap. Let's 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 just start there. That's that's great. That that way I can drink the uh, the embarrassment away. <laughs> well, for a second, I thought you were going to say drink the remnants that might be stuck in your beard. So then, not only do you have it in your eyes, but then you'll have it in your throat. <laughs> And then, and then it'll be instead of death of cherry lime, it'll be death of death by fur or <clears throat> something else crazy. In fact, I bet if we titled the episode "Death by Fur," we would probably get a ton of viewers from people super confused and want like anti-fur, like all the PETA people, right? Mm-hmm. We get like millions of views and be like, "This is not." what i tuned in for yeah we'd, we'd get done I, I don't is. know i don't know if you've you've heard of this uh kidder there's a a youtuber out there i think she also does like tiktok and such but she's called the vegan teacher and what she's Mm-mm. basically been doing is she'll go and she finds people on youtube who have like these super large followings and then watches one of their videos and scores them on how vegan they are because she thinks that, you know, Hey, you have 10 million subscribers. You should be doing nothing but preaching veganism. And I say this not to say like, you know, I have a problem with if people want to be vegan. Cool. You know, that's fine. But this is literally taking like, uh, one of the ones I watched the YouTuber like had, a bunch of people had sent her snacks from different countries. And so she was trying them for the first time. And yeah, that's vegan teachers. Like, yeah, you need to read the ingredients. You need to read the ingredients. How do we know if it's vegan? If you don't read the ingredients, it's like, it's not a stream about being vegan. It's a stream about snacks. So yeah, I, if we label it something like that, we might, might, you know, attract attention. We don't really want it's, um, mm. I can yeah. tell you that uh, I am definitely not vegan. If you want to be vegan, you go right for it. But uh, <clears throat> I'm not a vegetarian, vegan, kosher. Ah, you, you give me a give me a nice juicy steak or piece of pork or cheese, fruit. Yeah, just let's do it. <laughs> Medium rare. Yeah. So, uh, so Kidder, that tangent aside, 
what's on tap over there? What do you got? What do I have? You might yeah. ask. Well, yeah. stand by because you're going on a trip. What? Yes, it took a little bit, but hey. How about that, huh? So we got uh, the four-year Templeton right there. And if I pull this any farther, it's probably going to come undone. Nope, nope, I got an extra half foot. So let's take a look at the, the part of the fridge here that I can get the camera to without disconnecting it. Yes, there's a little bullet rye. Here's a six-year Templeton. Get the light in here, too. Oh, yeah, look at that. Just glistening. The <clears throat> special batch PBR whiskey. It's a clear whiskey. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yes, the Crown Royal rye. And then the Shiner Bach and the Bud Select. That's what I have here. But tonight, tonight, we're going for the special taste. Since we're being festive for the holiday let's try this thing <laughs> and see if i die with this i'm not really sure what's going to happen so yeah well, well kidder's putting his camera back for the for the audio listeners uh kidder's now got a beer fridge as part of his podcast setup meaning that uh for all of you who are fans of our wonderful intermission graphic i'm sorry may it rest in peace <laughs> Well, I might still run somewhere just because <laughs> we'll just do it. Or you will like what happened before we started this. <laughs> so it is what it is. But you never know what's going to happen, with, especially when the two of us get, get uh, together doing the this whole show. So tonight, uh, maybe I should have had a sacrificial beer before this, uh, kind of like what you do there. But this is Crush Strawberry Sour from Ten Barrel Brewing Company. It also says drink beer outside. So I'm not really sure why I would need to drink this outside right now or if they're just suggesting that I go outside and enjoy it. But uh, the Ten Barrel Brewing Company is from Bend, Oregon. Uh, if you have beer questions, you can call 1-844-DRINK-10. Hmm. Or just go to beerbluesbs.com. Uh, pack it in, pack it out. The ever-classic uh, hiking motto is what you should do. Please recycle. So, finally, some ingredients. <clears throat> Sour ale made with strawberries. Very detailed. It's made in a facility that processes wheat. I mean, it is a beer, right? So there's that. Best before date on bottom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's definitely out of touch when this episode airs. 5.1% <laughs> alcohol per volume, and it is 12 full ounces of crush. So we'll give this a shot. <clears throat> and I'm hoping not to find out 
Okay. It was fine. It was fine. I did not have to find out why it suggests for you to drink it outside. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Cheers to you, Brother Howard, and everyone joining us for this special holiday edition of Beer Blues BS. Um, Yeah, you got the strawberry scent right there. And a little bit of the sour smell, too. So here we go. I'm pleasantly surprised. So, you know, the grape juice um, fake wine that's in the stores, mm. like uh, the sparkling duck, if you Cold will. Cold duck. Yeah. Cold duck, etc. Yes. This kind of tastes like that. But with alcohol. And you know, for me, I can drink one of those whole bottles in, in a sitting. <laughs> so cheers. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by this. I didn't I did not think this was going to be decent as per our past discussions. And if you're just joining us for the first time and you're curious as to what those discussions might be, hey, please go check out some of the past episodes and Hear why Howard hates fruit in beer. Uh, I'm glad that you made the uh, the cold duck comparison because I actually don't really care for cold duck, so I can pass on that drink. I guess that's why I drink the bottle by myself. No, that's because you're a non-alcoholic alcoholic. I don't go to meetings. <laughs> there is this show a meeting I mean we do have it like set to a schedule technically Damn technically I'll, I'll, we have a run sheet which could be the agenda mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, crap yeah we're becoming alcoholics <laughs> damn you podcast <laughs> the podcast that we've created that you think is the mechanism to let out the monster became the monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we uh, got depressed and that's the rest of the night, what do you have on tap tonight? Well, you uh, you told me to go out to the fridge and pick something either interesting or palatable. I don't know if this is either. Um I, you know, Kidder, in all honesty, I was I was planning to make a quick run to the liquor store in between work and what I spent most of my night doing and uh, just to pick up something festive, since this is our Christmas episode. Uh, and that didn't happen for reasons I will tell in a story mm. coming up that you will appreciate because it this says a lot about how my day's gone. Um but so I, I grabbed actually this is one that you gave me, which means that it could be good or it could be that you were cleaning out your fridge. Uh, I have a new Belgium Voodoo Ranger IPA. So I'm going <laughs> to guess you were cleaning out your fridge. <laughs> is, uh, well, you know, my my ever non dying love for IPAs. So mm-hmm. uh, no, uh, no real info on it. Just this uh, really nice graphic of a skeleton 
what looks like Ranger Boy Scout. So I, I approve of the art, like the yellow can. It's uh, it's very nice. Uh, you, when you mentioned your uh, best buy date, uh, mine apparently has not been good since June. So <laughs> take that for what you will. Wait a minute. No, that has to be when it was made. Unless the store that I got it from was that far behind. Yeah, it says see bottom for enjoy by date. And the only date on <laughs> it is that. So I blame the store in, in Des Moines because uh, I think that's I think that's where we got them. Oh, you yeah, cracked it open. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's a very citrusy IPA. Picking that citrus smell up. Okay. Let's hope it hasn't gone bad. Not bad, not bad. Definitely, definitely picking up kind of what tastes like an orange. Yeah, definitely some orange in there. Your classic IPA hops taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not too bad. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad that I could share that with you. Yeah. We'll see what happens in an hour. I mean, I might be keeling over. But, you know, food poisoning doesn't happen right away. It sneaks <laughs> up on you. Yeah, we'll check back tomorrow. Because, uh, I mean, nobody ever has gotten food poisoning and went, hmm, you know, it's not instantaneous. It's not like you bite into something like, oh, uh, uh, that's not good. You know, it sneaks up on you late enough so that you have to do the whole, what did I eat? What's killing me? Mm -hmm. super awesome man human biology is just great just the best uh, let's not dive into human biology physiology anatomy because then we're going to have to get a totally different host down here and she's sleeping upstairs so I'm not going <laughs> to leave her well how about we talk about hockey then that sounds like a great idea let's talk hockey should I'd say, well, let's talk about, do you want to talk about good hockey or bad hockey? But I don't think, yeah, I, I, I think we're missing one of those. We have both. We have both. We're good. We have okay. both, both covered. Then do we want to start at a certain level and work our way either up or down the power scale? I'd, I'd say let's just start at the bottom. Mm. Okay. So I get to start. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I've mentioned it on the show before but in my spare time uh which is very little uh i uh, i serve as a off ice official for high school hockey uh here in bismarck uh and for those who are wondering what's the difference between an off ice official and an on ice official easy i don't have to know how to skate to be an off ice official that that's that's the big thing um off ice officials tend to do things such as Gold judge, so sitting kind of behind the net, counting for us, it's counting saves and flipping the little button if you know the puck goes across the line and is into the goal. Uh, we have others who they run the gates, so the the penalty box, opening um, them up to let players in, uh, opening them to let players out. We have an official scorekeeper. His job is to to basically jot down 
all of the the stats, the penalties, the scores, all of that. Um, we have a timekeeper. They run the clock. Uh, and then there's the PA announcer. And tonight, Kidder, I made my return as a PA announcer. And, uh, hey, here's something of fun note. Uh, I got to be the PA announcer for the first ever Bismarck Legacy Sabres home game. Wow. So, yeah, I, I was there for a special night tonight. Um, boy, it was not easy getting there, Kidder. Uh, I got asked to do this, uh, I think it was on Tuesday. Um, the regular announcer for the um, for the VFW arena uh, could not be there. He was traveling. So I got asked to do this, um, and which is fine. I've, I've done it before. So last night, Kidder, first night I had a chance, fired up old Betsy, my laptop here, pulled up my hockey account, pulled up our, uh, our soundboard program, you know, which let me just tell you, old Betsy was in a mood last night. Mm. She was not working fast. Um, and it was really, I wanted to go in. I wanted to, you know, check some things, refresh my memory on some of the, you know, the hot keys and such. Cause it's been basically over a year. I did not get called upon cause I I'm, I'm a backup official. So when one of the other off ice officials can't make it, Howard gets to, to do it. So it's been over a year since I've been called in to do this. Uh, so I, you know, wanted to just make sure everything was okay. I added some new songs, including uh, I added three songs uh, into the board, including uh, what I chose as the leadoff warm-up song for the uh, Sabers, which just happens to be "Rise as Equals" by Saul. I decided that was a perfect song to to start that off, and uh, worked great. Mm-hmm. Worked Absolutely. Great. So added added in some songs. Um, and such, but Kidder, I was up until like midnight last night trying to get all of that together because my computer was running so slow. So it was up till midnight. I think it was at eleven, like eleven o'clock, when I emailed uh, my contact in the uh, athletics association to go, "Hey, I need the uh, school fight song for for Legacy, so I can add that in." So did that. Went to bed around midnight. Was feeling really good. Everything was set up. Perfect. Go to work this morning. You know, I get in at 7.30. I took my, my laptop with so I could go straight to the game um, and checked my email. Hey, there's the sound file. Sweet. Let me go to, to put it in. Kidder, last night, apparently, the soundboard software updated. <laughs> and... Oh, uh, when it updates this particular program that we use, apparently you have to re-enter the registration code hmm. for it. Well, this software was put on my machine by the regular PA announcer. He's the one that has the registration code. He's in Idaho. So here it is, 7.30 in the morning, and because of the update, the soundboard program has reverted 
back to demo mode. My set list is gone completely. I have nothing. I hate that. Yeah. So I spent my two 15-minute breaks and my hour-long lunch period slapping the the program back together. I actually went out. I just, I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to be able to find another program. And even if I did, I'm not, you know, to learn it and load everything, not going to happen. So I actually went out, bought my own copy of the program at $150. Ooh. Yeah. So that I had it. You're welcome, high school hockey. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> bought my own thing. And as I said, spent basically an hour and a half building just enough of a set list to get me through tonight. So <laughs> that was uh, that was fun um, pulling it off. And it, it, it means even, you know, because songs are not always at the same, like, volume level with it. Uh-huh. So all all game tonight, I was having to adjust sound volumes the entire night to try and get it to work. Um, but that said, I pulled it off. Everything went well. Uh, the the only I only really had two little mistakes. Once I was uh, busy talking to some of the other office officials because we were trying to determine uh, there was a really bad hit in the first period. Uh, and the player had gotten a five-minute major for boarding and a 10-minute game misconduct. But what we missed was that he actually got a, a game DQ for this hit. Um, and it was a bad one. I mean, the, the kid who, who got up, no idea where he was. Like, like, he was standing and the lights were on, but nobody was home. It was bad. Um, it was really bad. And so, but we had missed that he had gotten the DQ because, of course, in the box, I'm sitting here trying to, you know, scribble down my notes and who's serving and, okay, got that. And what was, you know, trying to do all that. So I missed the, the DQ, which is okay. It's not like I call that in high school hockey anyway. Um, and most people figured it out when he got the, you know, got the gate and kicked. Um, I was going somewhere with this story. Oh, okay. So, so... <laughs> My two mistakes. One, I was talking with uh, with the other office officials during the period break, and missed hitting the next song. So, like, there was a little bit of dead space because I didn't realize that the songs had stopped playing. Some little kid who was in the front row just knocks on the glass. He's like, "Hey, music!" It's like, <laughs> "Thanks, kid. Thanks, thanks, buddy." Uh, the other. The other uh, one, and it wasn't so much a mistake, but uh, you'd get a kick out of this kidder. Did all the opening lineups. That was great. Uh, we had a, an anthem singer who, hell, did he have a voice? I had to crank the volume down. He was so loud. Like, we're talking like negative, like 15, 16 decibels <laughs> to, to try and, and he was still louder than loud. I mean, Great set of pipes on that kid. I mean, it was it was amazing. <laughs> anyway, so I get it back. I'm I'm desperately trying to turn the volume back up to about where it needs to be for my level. 
trying to do this, tr- you know, announcing the refs and like the refs were really quiet. So I'm still adjusting and we get to the part, they drop the puck and I'm supposed to say, you know, the, the classic line of let's play hockey and comes out really quiet. Like it didn't come over the PA system and one of the other, uh, I don't think your mic is on. I'm like, no, my mic is on. And about the same time I did that, the cable, the cord fell out of it. I had somehow hit the little button, disengaged mm. the cable. So nobody heard that line as that fell. And I'm sitting here putting it back together. They got a good chuckle, but, uh, amateur night. <laughs> I, you know, Hey, it, the first game I was shaking <laughs> off the rust, man. I was just trying to get back in it. Just trying to survive, trying to, trying to deal with the fact that because this was the legacy, uh, Sabres inaugural season, in order to buy equipment, they got a bunch of sponsors. So, of course, I have some booster pairings like, okay, I need you to read all of these sponsors off during the course of the game. No script or anything. So, like, just having to wing it. <laughs> Different point. It was, uh, it was a just little like stressful. Just like this show. Yeah, very much. <laughs> but, uh, you know, here I'm allowed some freedom and mistakes and we'll laugh about it, you know. Yeah, it's like I, I I won't say the parent's name, but he owns a chiropractic business, and he was like, out of all of the businesses who were sponsors, I knew it was his business because he told me how to pronounce it like three times. I'm like, your kid's playing on the team. I got the pronunciation from the coach. I got it. <laughs> so I made sure I read that one. So that one got out. But Perfect. yeah, I mean, I, I kid you not, like we don't normally do sponsors or things like that. So I'm trying to do it, trying to be nice. But I, I kid you not, kid, they wanted me to read off like 20 some sponsors. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and during the game. So, you know, you're like waiting for an icing, you know, and, and trying to like quickly explain why you're going to about to read off a bunch of company names, you know, so it's like, Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Legacy Sabres would like to thank their sponsors of this inaugural season. They'd like to say thank you to watching the clock. Oh, they're starting. Okay, never mind. I'm done. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. So as for the game itself, I felt bad for Legacy. It ended up being 6 nothing. Uh, so Woo. we went into runtime. Yeah, it was, it was tough. Uh, what was the sh- saves was like fourteen to fifty one. Ouch! So it was, it was rough for them. But you know, it's their first season. Uh, you know, they they got some learning. It, it's going to take them a while to to recruit. Like I noticed, like they do not have a full roster uh, by any means. So. But uh, here, one last fun note, and then I'll be done talking high school hockey um, and such. Uh, the coach for the Legacy Sabres, uh, Kidder, comes with quite the famous last name. Hmm. He's none other than Mario Lamaru. Ah, yes. I, uh, I heard that somewhere and had forgotten. Good old, good old Mario. Mm-hmm. Wish him the best with the the coaching gig down here. You know, he was a good player at UND, and 
had a couple classes with him back in the day. Hmm. Oh, cheers to you, Mario. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, like, I was one of our new off-ice officials because we, we had some retirement uh, over the years. But one of the new guys, he's uh, clearly a, uh, a Sabres parent because, like, there was some talk in the box. He's like, yeah, our uh, our coach is Mario Lamaru, best coach in the world. And I like, okay, listen, nothing against Mario Lamaru, but um, if he's the best coach in the world, he wouldn't be uh, coaching high school hockey. Let's. I'm just gonna just gonna set that out there. Let it let it lie and such. But. Yeah, it, it was interesting, Kidder. I got there for the JV game, and I, I hopped down in the box to get my laptop set up because after last night, it's like, let's get this thing rolling uh, right away just in case I have problems. And the parents that were in there were a bit clueless. I mean, bless their hearts for volunteering to be in the box. But, like, at the end of the second period, I, or towards the end of the second period, I leaned over to the guy. I'm like, you know, you, you, you can announce the one-minute warning. Oh, oh, me now? Yeah, now one minute remaining. <laughs> that that's like the only tip I had given him so far. And the other parent who's running the time clock is like, "Well, now we're professional. We're announcing the one minute warning. We're starting to get our act together." <laughs> Just like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, so that was high school hockey. I get to go back. Tomorrow afternoon, as uh, our Century Patriots take on Argo Davies. Uh, All so right. We'll, we'll see if we fare any better than Legacy did against them. So, Go Patriots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Argo Davies Good. is currently the number one uh, ranked team in the state. So it's going to be mm-hmm. a tough one for us. Tough one. We'll get her done. It'll be fine. Unlike a couple games this week, including tonight, specifically your University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux, they were playing like a, I don't even want to say JV team. They, they, they were just playing like pond hockey. Uh, yeah, we don't need to play. It's fine. <clears throat> They were down in St. Cloud against the Husky women. Give you some quick stats for the game. And then I know I can't ask you to guess what the score was because you heard on your way home on terrestrial radio, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. But here's some stats for the game. Shots on goal. UND 28, St. Cloud 32. Power play, North Dakota 0 for 2, St. Cloud 3 for 6. Penalties, 6 for North Dakota, totaling 23 minutes, and 3 for St. Cloud, totaling 6 minutes. Face-off wins, North Dakota with 29, St. Cloud with 32. So, going down the stats, just from a statistical viewpoint, aside from the penalties, and then, you know, a little bit with the 
<clears throat> again, the penalties and the power play kind of giving some of it away. It seems like an even match. Mm-hmm. Pretty even with the shots. And I mean, even the blocked shots. North Dakota with eight, St. Cloud with seven. Pretty, pretty close. The scoreboard, though, is like there just wasn't anybody in net for North Dakota. <clears throat> St. Cloud State, eight. North Dakota, one. I, yeah, I, I don't even know. In fact, um, uh, Brodzinski on the Huskies got a hat trick. Bastard. Mm-hmm. But uh, penalties. <clears throat> uh, Chris Jandrick from North Dakota got a five-minute major for spearing and a 10-minute game misconduct mm. at uh, one point in the second period. Uh, all the, the rest of them were holding or interference, tripping, roughing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, Zach Driscoll was in that, and then <clears throat> uh, at uh, looks like ten minutes in the well, so around the eleven minute mark of the first period, they switched Driscoll for Jacob Helston. The uh, secondary goalie. So that was that was tonight. I didn't watch it, and I didn't get all the updates until I was doing some prep for this show, and then I saw that and went, "Oh, not a good night. <clears throat> not a good night for the boys in white and green." But uh, it happens. So yeah. tomorrow night they're back. They play the Husky women again. Maybe they can <clears throat> figure it out and actually play the game. At uh, at this rate, Kidder, I, I know you say Husky women mostly as an insult to St. Cloud, but I'd maybe knock it off. Because now it just sounds really bad when to say that we lost 8-1 to one against the Husky women. It's like, man, we didn't even play the men's team. We lost to the Husky women. Man. I would say go for rejects as well, but I mean... <clears throat> that doesn't sound any better. So how about there's two differences. Is it two differences between hockey players at UND and hockey players at St. Cloud State? I feel like I'm going to have to apologize to St. Cloud State for what my co-host is about to say. The players at both colleges applied at UND, but only the best actually play for UND. That wasn't anyway. as offensive as I thought it was going to be. So if, if seeing cloud after this game, if you're <laughs> upset, uh, suck it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. you know, Kidder, it was, it was sad. I knew that it was bad because somebody had mentioned it in the, uh, in the box while I was working. Um, but you know, on, on my way home from the game, ran through a fast food place to, you know, get some grub and uh, when I got in my car after the game, it was six to one. By the time I had food and pulled in, it was eight to one. I was just like, ugh. I will also say that whoever the announcers were or the radio guys that I was listening to, terrible, terrible. 
I couldn't, I, for a while, like I actually switched off the game because I didn't think it was us. Like for some reason they kept talking about Michigan. So it was like, well, it's, you're talking Michigan, Michigan. Well, we're not playing Michigan. So I flipped it off. I eventually came back to it and I eventually figured it out. But then the way that they were just acting and calling it, it took me a while to figure out the score and, and who it was. So it, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Very, very sad and interesting. Mm-hmm. So again, tomorrow night we'll see what happens with uh, UND in St. Cloud for the next game. And then uh, the upcoming games and planning ahead. Got a note from future Kidder about this. So the upcoming games, January 1st, kickoff 22 with a game at the Ralph against the U.S. under 18 team. Then the following weekend, UND is at home at the Ralph once again, the 7th and 8th of January against Cornell. And then the following week, January 14th and 15th at the Ralph Ingolstadt Arena, your fighting Sioux take on the Omaha, as in the University of Nebraska, Omaha Mavericks. So there's your next... uh, three weekend lineups there for the fighting Sioux hockey. I'm not going to lie, Kidder. It might just explain, you know, being low on sleep or such. But when you first said Omaha, I was like, oh, okay. And then when you felt the need to clarify, I was like, the thing that jumped to my mind is like, what other Omahas are there? Where else could we get confused? Is UND playing the, you know, mutual of Omaha? Is it about them playing a bunch of insurance agents? <laughs> that's uh, what I see what you did there. I see yeah, what you it, did there. It, it, it just it cracked me up. I had to share. I, I I know you were trying to be all serious to give these times, but yeah, when you did that, it, it was the thought that went through. It's like, what other Omaha's? Oh, mutual of Omaha it was more so because you can't just say University of Nebraska, because unlike here, where we only have a University of North Dakota, they have University of Nebraska Omaha and Lincoln and. I think there's a couple others as well. And they're all the UNL insert, you know, city here. Kind of like the University of Minnesota Crookston. Mm-hmm. Or Duluth. Yeah. Yep. Duluth. Duluth. So <clears throat> there's that. Um, let's move on to pro hockey. Unless there's more that you want to talk about, about the Ralph, like, uh, when I was up there, we were up there working up there, playing the music, doing the thing, playing with the lights, having some good times, doing the on ice MCing. Yeah, chuck a puck. Don't have anything there. I the the young man who sang the national anthem uh, tonight at the high school game. I had a wonderful conversation with him about. He he wanted to know how I got into the announcing business, which I laughed. Um, and such, but yeah, we had a conversation. He's uh, he's a senior and uh, is going to go into sports communications, so he's interested in that field. So, uh, and he is going to UND. So I gave him that uh, that tip of hey, if you can try to work at the Ralph, and we we talked about that. 
So it was uh, it was a good chat. Awesome. It was a very nice chat. Uh, he was one of the more enjoyable people in the box tonight. <laughs> good luck, young man. Have fun <laughs> at the University of North Dakota, the superior of the North Dakota universities. Uh, let's talk a little pro hockey then. So your Colorado Avalanche, my Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I watched this game for a while and then I turned it off. Uh, this was on December 1st and it was much very similar to in some degree to what I'm guessing looked like tonight's game with the, the Sioux. So somewhere, uh, abs, you know, they, they scored uh, 48 seconds into the game, and I'm like, yeah, going to be an awesome night. Well, it was an awesome night for the Toronto Maple Leafs, not for the Avalanche, because then the abs went down by three. Yes, three unanswered goals. And right at the end of the first period, Avs scored another goal. So, down by one. I'm like, it's a hockey game. No problem. Go into the third period. And uh, if I remember correctly, the uh, Avs tied it up. So, I'm like, yes, let's do this. Like a minute later, Maple Leafs score again. I'm like, damn it. And then it kind of went downhill from there. Uh, there is a that goal, and then there was a bad penalty, and then they scored again, and it just kept rolling downhill and some bad defense, a couple giveaways, goal, goal. I think it made it to either five or six to three, and I... I turned it off and got the the, the final. I'm like <laughs> eight to three, a loss for the Avs. I'm like that's terrible. I'm surprised that's I didn't terrible. get a, a text when it went six to three. You know, just something from you like Howard, turn off the game. <laughs> so you were watching? No, I wasn't. But mm. it would have been it would have been comedic of you because I would have been like, what what game? What are you talking about? Mm. <clears throat> I'd say maybe next time, but hopefully it'll never happen again. <laughs> and if you're there, then I'll know. Um, the following night, I went into this game a little bit um, shell-shocked. Maybe. I don't know. On the edge. So, the again, the following night, Avs uh, up in uh, the Canadian portion of their little road trip. They play the Montreal Canadiens and uh, scored first. So I'm like, all right, here we go. And then uh, Montreal tied it up, and I'm like, great. Avalanche, though, scored another couple goals, and... Uh, tied the knot with the, the empty net goal on that. So, your Colorado Avalanche redeemed themselves with a 4-1 to one victory after the <clears throat> complete shit show the night before. So, very happy about that. 
Now, can they keep it together? Can they coexist? That's really the question that uh, I have. I'm sure Howard has it as, as well. But we'll we'll end up seeing what happens as we continue through the rest of the season here and the upcoming games because, you know, future Kidder sent me the info for this again. On the 27th, Avs travel to Vegas to face the Golden Showers. Then on the 29th, they're back at home against Dallas. And then as part of the home uh, home and home series, I, th- I guess they would call them. So the 29th, they're in Denver facing Dallas. And then on the 31st, they travel to Dallas to take on the Stars for that game. So... There's your hockey update for this week. You know, uh, Kidder, and this might move us into a uh, another topic that I saw on the list, but you said coexist. And uh, I don't know if you saw this particular news story out there, uh, but uh, CM Punk was trolling a fan who was trolling who was complaining about AEW uh, with the uh, the joke of can they coexist? Um, somebody had brought up the fact that he was wrestling uh, somebody not involved in his program because right now he's in a program with MJF. And they somebody wrote a tweet and it was along the lines of, I don't get why CM Punk is wrestling somebody who's not in his program. And uh, CM Punk wrote back, and it was very much, you're right. It should have been a tag match. We should have seen if we could have coexisted. (laughs) (laughs) I did not see that one, but that is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It it was a great little dig at one of the worst booking things that WWE tends to do, which is the whole, hey, you guys are feuding. Guess what? We're going to put you on a tag team, and we're going to see if you can coexist. Yeah, not like they haven't done it before, <clears throat> ever. Yeah, but it was just kind of uh, it was kind of neat that he just had he he took a shot at WWE without directly taking a shot at WWE. Um, it was it was a good one. So, yeah. I like that. There's been a few of those, uh, not only from the promos, but you know, on camera, off camera. Directly and or indirectly, it's been it's been interesting to see. In fact, on uh, this week's episode of Dynamite, there was somebody in the audience who had a sign, uh, as I referenced last week, about the the um, knockoff Miz or the you know low grade Miz. Somebody actually had that sign in the second row and <laughs> i was like i applaud you that's that's very timely so so there is that yeah well since we're on the uh the topic of wrestling wrestling you want to talk wrestling uh we 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 might we should as well. might as well okay get it get Keep it get the it over sports it. stuff together can they coexist? That's the question. <clears throat> so I just saw this uh, this evening, but WWE announced that uh, 
they are no longer releasing videos in the physical form as a DVD Blu-ray release. And that begins with 2022. So uh, just took a quick look at the comments underneath there and laughed because a lot of them are like, oh, that's terrible because now going into 2022, I can't not buy them. <laughs> Things like that. <clears throat> um, I mean, for me, I, in the collection back here, not only have the WWE uh, WrestleManias, WrestleMania that I was at, but the, the other WrestleManias that were out on Blu-ray. And I wanted to get the Royal Rumble that uh, I was at as well, but never got around to that. Just kind of slipped my memory. <sighs> so there's that. <clears throat> But uh, they had some really good specials. You know, you go back in the day, they had a lot of great videos and the, the documentaries, basically. And I would assume that it's to push them directly onto Peacock now or for those uh, who countries that still have WWE Network. I'm guessing it's to push them to there so then they can make the direct $10 a month off of that. Five or $10, whatever it is. I would guess. Your thoughts. Are you heartbroken? Um, no. Um, but, you know, I'm not really a owner of any, like, I don't have any similar um i don't i don't have any wrestling dvds or things like that it's just i don't know it's not something that i have ever felt the need to own i've also never been to like one of the like big shows so it's kind of one of those where it's like you know like i know you get them because hey i was there i was i'd like to be able to go back and kind of watch it I, I haven't, so I just I don't know. I don't have a real desire to own those. I'm I'm kind of okay with like, hey, if they're on a network, preferably one better than Peacock. But if they're on a network where I could go in and watch them whenever I want, yeah, you know, it's not uh, not anything that I I I feel like I'm missing out on. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, to go along with, with that, uh, some of the pieces of watching it on demand, fantastic. But when they remove or edit stuff in the, you know, the, the video, like that bothers me. Well, we might offend somebody. Should you have done it in the first place? Yeah, I know something something 20 years ago or 30 years ago might not season well, if you will, but or age well. But there's still something about that original nostalgia or the original event of what it was, what made it so shocking or interesting in its original context. So 
as far as I know, all the, you know, movies themselves of the events are non-edited because they were all done prior to any of WWE's agreements with, you know, NBC Peacock Network. So there's that. I'm I'm okay with it. Don't really care. But at the same time, kind of like, hmm, that somewhat seems like it's a missed opportunity for making money. But, you know, I don't think that they're hurting in that sense. So I, especially you know. how they, they apparently made uh, some decent profit, but are still cutting people. To me, I think maybe one of the bigger things is there's probably some royalty um, stipulations that some wrestlers are going to miss out on. You know, if, uh, you know, people were buying those DVDs and such, I'm sure that in the contracts that wrestlers were getting some sort of royalties to them. I'd also say uh, on the <clears throat> um, part specifically with that as we go back just a, a minute with the CM Punk thing the promos have been awesome you know last week it was a 20 22 minute promo between CM Punk and MJF and this week after because MJF was on commentary for the CM Punk match and uh, afterward they had another 5 to 10 minute promo session that was pretty good so i've been enjoying it it's nice to see a couple people who are good on the mic and can cut a promo that you have a few zingers in there of oh you know it's nice yeah i uh i i did go back after you mentioned it and watched the big 20 minute one and i know a lot of people have said a lot of good things about it um and I think that that kind of ruined it for me because I think I was really like, oh, everybody's talking about how great this is. And I watched it. and I was like, I want more. Like, it's not bad, but I want more, which is maybe a good thing. I mean, it left me as an audience member like, I want more of this. So, I mean, that's probably good. But for as much as people were hyping it up, it it didn't live up to my expectations. I'll put it that way. I'm not saying that that's, that's a so I try not to hype it up. Yeah, <laughs> so it, that it, you can it, get the enjoyment out of it. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's like anything. Like I I think I again I'm working on finishing uh, the last episode with uh, the local geek, and I talked about Cowboy Bebop, and it was one of those where it's like. Everywhere I see and read, everybody's like, oh, Cowboy Bebop as an anime series. It's fantastic. It's the greatest series. Da, 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 da. And, you know, it's like I finally watch it and I think I was just like the hype has ruined it for me because it's like it's not living up to being as good as I had built it up. So um, and that happens to me. That's why I try not to like read reviews or really always find out about stuff. Um, that's why like I was so like about you guys talking about Bond. It's because it, it doesn't take much. Uh, the Departed. One of those things. Everybody talks about how great the movie The Departed is. Mm. Mm. 
I like it. I think there's a couple, you know, plot holes that could be filled a little bit, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I... And and with Bond, did you see it? No. Haven't when am chance. I going to see okay. it? I got a toddler. It's on My demand. Movie... Where? Where's it on demand? Hmm? What streaming service do I have to have to see it? Amazon Prime. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'll maybe find I time. Someday. I believe Amazon bought the rights to all of Bond or nice. last year. Yeah. It'll probably actually be Kidder. Uh, it probably will be when it comes out on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. I will probably pick it up. I know you said you're not going to, but damn it, I'm a completionist. I In the, the Bond movies, I am not a completionist. I, I do not have all of them. I have the, the one Bond set, which I thought was, you know, like all of them, and then looked at them, and of course it is not anywhere near. Those were the DVDs back in the day, if you remember the, the, the Bond set, and you're like, yeah, there's a bunch of them missing, and I'm like, those sons of bitches. <laughs> of course they would do that. <clears throat> and then I bought some of the Blu-rays, um, I want to say like Moonraker, maybe one or two of the older ones than that, and then all the Pierce Brosnan <laughs> Blu-rays, and then the Daniel Craig ones. I had Blu-ray, ended up buying the 4K Daniel Craig set, and since that is a set, it is complete, and this new movie doesn't exist. Yeah, no, that was a weird thing that they did with the DVDs where it was like a mixed bag. It's it's it wasn't like they said, here's the Sean Connery collection. It's like, hey, here's a set. You get a Sean Connery, you get a Roger Moore, and a Pierce Brosnan. Maybe we'll throw in a Timothy Dalton. And uh yeah, it was kind of these weird sets. It wasn't I can see it from here, but I can't t- read off the names of each of them. Oh, which is shame because I could have told you who the Bonds were. Oh, but just just hold on. <laughs> this is the thrilling part of the show where Kidder goes to his collection to grab something. For you guys, it's just a chance for me to talk a little bit more as I try to keep you entertained. What did I miss? Uh, I was just describing to the audio listeners how you were going and fetching it from your collection. Uh, yeah, it was one of those things I could see exactly where it was on the shelf because it was looking at me like this from the shelf so I could see it but you know you can't really read uh, the titles from there so here is the the packaging for it right so you see this is the special Special edition edition. 007 DVD the the James Bond collection so you're like oh okay and this is back in 2002 when the set came out i think i bought it on sale in 2003 something like that and you know it's got pierce brosnan right on there so i'm like oh it's probably got like all of them or something i mean it's a big enough set well here are your titles and I believe I put them in order if I... Uh... Yeah, you got them in order. Hey, I was pretty close. I mean, I did say a Sean Connery, a Roger Moore, a Pierce mm-hmm. Brosnan, and probably a Timothy Dalton. And mm-hmm. I, I wasn't far off. Two Conneries, two Roger Moores, 
a Timothy Dalton and two Pierce Brosnan movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So out of this collection, because it's uh, kind of, you know, an interesting collection, you know, Dr. No being the, the first Bond movie, correct? Yes. Correct. And uh, uh, was Goldfinger the second? Uh, no, from Russia third? with Love was the second. Goldfinger, I think, is fourth. Okay. But I know it's one of the uh, higher-rated Sean Connery Bond films, correct? Correct. It features uh, Odd Job, and everybody likes Odd Job. Just in... Just in uh, <laughs> Goldeneye on the 64. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also has probably the the m most famous kind of James Bond quote, which is Connery doing the, you expect me to talk? And uh, Goldfinger no, going, Oh, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. <laughs> yep. That's from Goldfinger. Yeah. So I, f I figure since I got the set out and this, the uh, you know, actual set hasn't seen the light of day in probably 15 to 20 years. <laughs> Here's the cases. for them. So, again, it says the special edition on there. Dr. No. And there's the details for the back. Even in focus, which is nice. So some special features there. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting uh, fact about Dr. No. Okay, uh, it was the back. it was the uh, the first Bond movie. Uh, it did not feature uh, Desmond Louise, who would go on to be Q, not your Q, Bond Q. Um, <laughs> what is it you want, Q? Uh, but he would be the longest running actor in a James Bond series because he played Q all the way from uh, the very beginning. In there, well, as I said, not in Doctor No. I think he was in From Russia with Love, all the way up uh, into the Pierce Brosnan days. So he was Q through all of Sean Connery, all of Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, George Lazenby. So fun and fact for you: he wasn't in Doctor No, and quite the Q at that. Mm -hmm. uh, here again is your gold finger. Mm -hmm. Quite the cover there, special edition, and the the case for you on the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, I put there. Now it actually switched. Now you can see. There's the back. Look at that in focus. Mm -hmm. Interesting uh, fact: the the common myth with Goldfinger is that the actress who you see on the cover there, who was painted gold, up. Uh, the myth is that it it killed her uh, when they did that, and that's not true. Mythbusters actually just proved that one. So hmm. there you go. See, I'm Very just good. breaking out all the fun facts. Next, next one, right here. Man with the golden gun. <laughs> there it is. Even though the gun is not gold in his hand because he's got the uh, the Walther PPK or PP7. Because Bond doesn't Isn't carry the golden gun, gun. that's Scaramanga. But, you know, it's just one of those things where some people who do, don't have a clue what James Bond is and like, well, his gun isn't gold on the cover. What, what does that mean? Why is it having issues focusing with this one? But whatever. There you go. There's 
There it goes. Look at look at that seductry going on right there. Like, mm, no. The man with the golden gun refers to his arch or his villain in that one, Scaramanga, who is supposed to be an assassin who only needs one shot, one bullet to kill you, and that's where you get like in the Golden Eye game, why the golden gun only has one round, and then you reload. Yes, and his odd job. You have dual wielded golden pistol, the golden gun pistols, and you go to the corner and nobody can kill you because you're blasting everybody. <laughs> yeah. Next on the list, <laughs> the spy. And then words crumpled together on this tiny screen. Yes. It's <laughs> the spy who loved me. Yes. So, again, it's got the Walther on there. Flipping it over to the back. There it is. Bringing back some memories for you from uh, from the movie or rewatching oh, yeah. it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Spy Who Loved Me was uh, the first appearance of the henchman Jaws, the only henchman to ever be in two movies because he was carried over into Moonraker. Uh, and I have made the criticism that Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker, basically the same movie. I mean, the plot line is pretty much the same. Evil, rich, white guy tries to destroy the world and build a utopian society. Spy Who Loved Me, he's trying to do it underwater. Moonraker, he's trying to do it in outer space. Same movie, same plot, even the same henchman. Uh, it was kind of a... a it was one of those where I think they had a harder time because they were still working through the titles of the uh, Ian Fleming novels. And The Spy Who Loved Me as a novel is all from a woman's point of view uh, of having fallen in love with James Bond and would not have made a great movie. So I think this was kind of the first time of them kind of going, we're going to just take the title and we're just going to slap it on to... Uh, Onto this makes, other script. Makes sense. Next in the collection, here you go, the license to kill. And uh, I don't think I'm remembering this correctly, but uh, I, I seem to remember a, a big like snowmobile chase or ski chase, and he's got the ski car, but that's not this movie, I don't think. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of ski chases throughout uh, yeah. the James Bond uh, movies. I believe, though, that you might be thinking of The Living Daylights, uh, which was the other yeah. Timothy Dalton movie um, that involves, yes, a, mm. a winter chase in a cello case, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, this one, License to Kill, has Bond avenging the death of a couple of his friends. Uh, yeah. And they're on fire there in the car, maybe? one of them um i think they were fed to sharks was what oh. happened in that one and uh, what got us on kind of got us on this topic i guess gordon i bump 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 i guess one of my favorite uh theme songs for the for the bond just one of them you know 
It's Come not on, bad. Focus. focus. There, oh, oh, it was in focus for a second. You, you almost had it. Almost. Oh, oh, almost had it. <laughs> the debut of Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. focus. No. There he is. There's Pierce Brosnan. There you go. Yeah. No, it... Uh... GoldenEye was a, a solid movie. They kind of returned a little bit more to the camp. I think we talked about this in the episode with Farva, how uh, Timothy Dalton had gone really dark uh, with his two movies, and so Pierce Brosnan was kind of bringing the camp uh, back to it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the final in this collection... Tomorrow never dies. <clears throat> With uh, the couple scenes there, and 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 this one, it, it's kind of bizarre because it's like to me, it's like Goldeneye mixed with another movie. It's um, it's definitely the the start because I, 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 as I said, when you get into Pierce Brosnan, it's like he does a good movie, then does a bad movie. Good movie. Bad movie, good movie, bad movie. And that was kind of how his Bond run was. You had Goldeneye, which was good. Tomorrow Never Dies, meh. I do have some friends who feel strongly that Tomorrow Never Dies is a good movie. I just, it's one of the weaker ones to me. I I didn't like it. But it has a stunning digital effects reel. How can you hate that, Howard? Um, Easily. There's the... You know, the, basically the same thing as what we uh, just looked at, but the bath, back of the overall set itself. And for the game, by purchasing it, look at that. You get an official Nightfire. Mm-hmm. Nightfire wasn't bad. No, I do have the whole collection on Blu-ray, except for the newest one. But I do have them all. One of these days, Bondathon. Mm-hmm. And watch them all. Well, after I bought the Daniel Craig collection, the 4K set, we watched all of them in a row. It was a long day, but it was a good day. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this part. Yeah, I didn't remember this. Well, I didn't catch that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're all tied together. It's so nice. They are. Yeah. So funny how, you know, talking wrestling and, and we get on James Bond. Uh, the only other note that I had for wrestling is uh, Brock Lesnar returned to SmackDown after his suspension is up. And uh, last week, Sami Zayn won a Battle Royal tournament for a shot at the Universal title, which uh, Roman Reigns is still holding. So basically, Lesnar showed up. He was cutting a promo. Sami Zayn cut him off, came out, which you never really do to Brock Lesnar. Lesnar basically literally twisted his arm into having that championship match tonight. So he went, uh, he told him to go tell Sony Deville that they're going to have that match tonight. Went back and he was kind of saying, you know, I don't want to have this match, whatever. And then Lesnar showed up behind him and, but we can do it tonight. That's fine. And fast forward to the main event. Sami Zayn comes out. Lesnar comes out. Sami Zayn gets on the mic and starts running his mouth again. 
Lesnar gives him four German suplexes and two F5s and props him up in the corner and then leaves. And of course, what happens, you know, the title match starts because Roman Reigns comes out and blasts him and Roman Reigns retains. And that means that WWE day one on January 1st, it will be Brock Lesnar. Sorry. Lesnar against the reigning defending undisputed universal champion Roman Reigns. And that'll be our next pay-per-view. So there's a preview of the pay-per-view even on this episode. We're teasing it for next week. So stand by for that special edition episode of WWE Day One Snooze Fest. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, you're gonna. We're gonna have to figure out how we're doing that one, uh, Kidder, because uh, this year uh, Christmas is Lefty's holiday to work. So my family is actually getting together January first to celebrate Christmas. So mm-hmm. I will not be available for day one. Hmm. Hmm. Unless I come rolling out to the old party and uh, we throw that on and then everybody makes fun of it. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm not going to self-invite myself. (laughs) I I actually, I was going to invite you to, uh, to, to come in the afternoon or evening. It's at our place. We'll be playing games. So, you know, if you want to come over, roll some dice and uh, play some board games and uh, drink. Uh, there will be wassail. The latter part of that sounds pretty good anyway. It's not an alcoholic wassail, so uh, I mean, take it. Early. Well, I guess you could always put something in the wassail. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we'll just have to see what shakes out next week. Yeah. Yeah. We we only got a week to figure this out. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> um what else? Well, since we're talking about Christmas, did you put up I mean it is Christmas. Did you end up putting up some lights? Oh boy, kidder do. I got some stories for you. <laughs> really? Yeah. So uh trying to put up Christmas lights, but I think everybody at this point knows uh that uh Lefty and I are expecting our second child. So she has not been able to help unpack. So between work, this show, raising the kid we already have unpacking it has been a real struggle i have not had a lot of time to put up christmas lights um i have missed all of this gorgeous weather we've had so far or you know at the beginning of december when like everybody's out like i'll put up the christmas lights now well it's you know 70 degrees in december nope I've, i've had a toddler um so me and in junior have tried putting together 
or tried working together to put up some lights. Uh, he was very helpful. Uh, we put up a little light up uh, Poo and Tigger out on our front steps. He was very helpful with that. That was great. But the next night did not go so well. Um, Junior only took a 30-minute nap for the day. So there was a lot of tantrums. A, uh, a lot of tantrums. He was definitely overtired um, as we were trying to put out lights. And uh, it just kept it just kept getting bad, man. And, uh, you know, I had bought some because here's the other thing. I moved to a larger place. I need more lights. So I've been trying to buy lights that match with the lights I already have because I refuse to be the one place in the cul-de-sac that's like, those lights don't match. You know, I, I'm not going to do it, kidder. I'm not. <laughs> I just not. There's already the folks up at the top of the cul-de-sac. They have two different colored icicle lights. It looks atrocious. It doesn't even go across their whole house. I'm like, I got to be better than those guys. You know, I'm the new kid on the block. I got to got to represent, got to show that I, you know, that I have a strong light game and uh, and such. So I've been trying to find the right lights, which this year, good luck finding the exact ones you need. But I have a couple of bushes. And I saw that they have these, uh, you know, the lovely like net lights that you can just put over the whole bush. So I picked up some of those and I, I went so far as to actually get the solar powered ones. So that I didn't have to run a bunch of cords because I don't have that many extension cords. Because again, bigger place. So I was thinking I'd be clever with this. I'm like, Junior can help. So I would take, pull these out. I'd give him the stake that the solar panels on. I'm like, okay, buddy, you carry this. He's like, okay. I'd take my lights and I would go out and spread them out, put them over the bush. And I'd be like, all right, buddy, stake. And he's like, no, not going to give it to you. Buddy, buddy, I, I need that. I need to finish it. No. I'd finally take it from him and put it in and put the sword on And he's just crying and wailing. We go back to the garage. I get the next box out and I'd hand him the steak and he'd be happy again. So we did this like four times. I'm sure the neighbors thought I was killing the kid. Because um, I mean, <laughs> every time it was just full blown tantrum. It's like, oh my gosh. And then I, I, promised my wife i'd put out we have a, a light up giraffe and i make this cute little scene i hang this ball of bulb lights in it kind of looks like a ball of berries so it looks like i have a cluster of like berries hanging from a tree and the giraffe's trying to reach it it's very cute very well done very very creative on my part if i do say so myself but junior had to cry about the uh about the bulb <sighs> because i had to take that away from him because it's like, okay, buddy, I got my cord. I need the, I need the bulb. No. <sighs> got that up. Then I was trying to get stakes to stake the giraffe down. Couldn't find my, my rubber mallet. <sighs> so I'm like, okay, I'll just use a hammer because I'm trying to get this done. You know, we've had X amount of tantrums already. This is the last thing I need to do. And then I am done, at least with what I can do until I get a ladder that allows me to get on my roof. So we're, we're there. I got the draft down. I'm getting it placed. And uh, this may have been a bad bad move on my part, Kidder. I, um, I wanted to give him something to carry so that he felt like he was part of it. Uh, and I either could... I, I, so I'm carrying the draft. I could either give him the pointy metal stakes or I could give him the metal hammer. 
Mm-hmm. I, I chose the hammer, thinking this will, uh, you know, he should be able to handle that. He should, he should so, be able to. to sounds like to, a Kobayashi Maru right there to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no win scenario. You, you'll, you'll appreciate this. So we, we get it there. I, I, I get the, the giraffe down. I'm working on pushing the stakes into the ground, at least to get them started, planning to tap them off with a hammer. And Junior keeps wanting to put the hammer on the draft. I have to keep like, no, 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 don't put, don't, don't hammer the draft. Don't put the hammer on the draft. And uh, you know, it's been, it's been rough. There's been a lot of yelling and a lot of screaming. I'm just want this to be done. I'm pushing the last stake in and all of a sudden I took a hammer to the back of the head. (laughs) Was it the, flat end <laughs> um luckily it wasn't the claw end um okay i don't know exactly how he hit me um luckily he's a toddler so it's not like this was a full-blown hit to the head but i had a headache the rest of the night so now i had screaming toddler and a headache uh i was so happy when my wife came home from work uh it was it was bad so it's a new one. Howie Jr. tries to assassinate Howie Sr. so then he can secretly take his place. He'll, he'll never know the 30 some year difference. <laughs> I think he just won all the stakes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that said, um, and here we get into the fun future timey wimey. Uh, bit of this episode because hey it's the christmas episode you're all listening to this on christmas eve merry christmas Christmas weekend yeah merry christmas bah, humbug. uh but for us it's still only the fourth of december uh so kidder i'm hoping to uh put lights up on my roof i think i have enough um to do it i have a ladder my father-in-law has even talked about coming over and helping so that might be all right um Hey, tomorrow so should be hope- a great day. There's only potential for one to four inches of snow. It should be great. And, or Sunday with the 45 mile per hour wind potential. Just, just fine. Either day. <sighs> Here's your KRDN forecast. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so luckily I do have a free pass from my wife because she knows all of the trouble I have gone to to try to make all this Christmas stuff happen. I spent last weekend, I spent four hours trying to get a tree to light up. Uh, she had, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it, it's okay. <laughs> this tree uh, needs to be lit. Damn it. Yeah. With, um, some kerosene and matches. Uh, she, she, my wife took and, and claimed, her grandparents tree and she was like oh it's such a nice tree it's in such great condition there was a whole section kitter i think that they somehow shorted out a part of this i kid you not in this this one lower section like every bulb was burned out i ran out of replacement bulbs i spent four hours pulling bulbs out pulling you know the actual bulb out restringing them mm. i still couldn't get it to light after about four hours, and I was up to here with everything, my wife's like, we could just put our regular tree up, and we could just get rid of this one. I'm like, thank you. 
<laughs> so it uh it uh, at that point I would have just put some lights on it and not plugged in the strings that are in the tree. Here. Kidder, I, I I I I need all my strings of lights, man. I got a big house now. I mean I'm I'm not even sure. I think I have done the calculations right and that I have enough lights upstairs, but I could be off. We'll see. Well, I know you're off because you can never have too many lights. Yes, you can. No. Yes. Mm. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you can. I have LED seen some of those. Central. Let's go. Hey, it it listen, I there are some houses out there where they just have too many lights. It is possible. Or there's just other bad things that people do. I I, I kid you not, kid. There's a house uh, just just north of uh, Saint A's. Uh, Lefty and I drove past it, and they have they have one of those plastic nativity scenes. You know where it's like the the big plastic figures, the classic ones. They don't have it out in their yard because um, you wouldn't be able to see it. There's a fence. So they have taken and, and tied each of the figures to rungs of their deck so that the, the whole scene is visible above the fence. But it kind of looks like they strung up the nativity characters. It's like they hung them all. Oh. It's, um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's possible. At first, I thought you were saying that it looked like they were all in prison because of the bars from the deck, but then when you're hanging them above, yeah, I could see... Uh... <clears throat> Look at little baby Jesus with the noose around his neck. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah it's... Calm uh... down. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's very easy, in my opinion, to get Christmas lights wrong and i do think that you can go too much i think there's a nice tasteful amount the house looks nice looks good looks professional looks sharp you don't want to overdo it you know i i would get more icicle lights and hang them on the peaks of the front of the house but then i would have to find more of those icicle lights and the first, the about three boxes. And last year, the wind killed one of the box, the one of the sets. So I'm down to two sets. I could probably fix them or find somebody to fix the set because it's a wiring thing. I think it just became brittle and then the wires came apart. So in theory, some soldering and sealing it up would fix the set but i also don't feel like stringing them like getting the ladder and stringing them across the peaks of the house in the front <clears throat> just because I, I just don't it was already up there when it was nice and now that it's not nice i, I don't want to be <laughs> i don't want to go up there again and then there's the other thing of the the boxes say that you're not supposed to string more than three of those sets together. So I'd have to find another power source to try and make it work. And then again, it would be more hassle than what it's worth. So just hung the two sets like last year and then put the motion lights out 
to uh, light up the front of the house. So we're golden over here. I don't know. Sounds like you have too few lights, which is also a Pro- problem. I mean, yes, but um, everything's expensive. I shouldn't say everything, but a lot of it's expensive this year, and I don't want to spend more money. So, mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you how much I've spent on lights this year. But, uh, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I but do it have- for the kids, for the kids. Mm. We got the packages and the snowflake and those motion lights and stuff. I mean, it's respectable. The lights that you know are on the on the garage, so you can actually see what they say. Stuff like that. What a good place. Mm-hmm. I'll be the judge of that. I'm I'm very very critiquey about lights. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm not one of those guys who goes overboard with lights. I just, I know what I like and what I don't like. And so I feel very safe as I drive past my car going, well, that's just piss poor workmanship there. You know, (laughs) I will say that uh, to, to fix the setup, how I wanted it. So then there's the hands off approach. So the light sensor, basically Mm -hmm. we ended up running, and uh, getting another one of the uh, light sensor trees with the photocell, so then it worked correctly, and I didn't have to, you know, add any splitters or other things that could randomly start on fire. <laughs> but, mm. but I got the lasers, man. I got the lasers. Lasers are good. You know, I. Uh... I had one of those laser things and the one time I tried to put it out, like trying to get it into the ground, like the ground was just a bit too hard for the stake, literally snapped it first time. So never got that to, to work. Should be a flat base with it. Unless uh, yours didn't come with one. Mine came with a flat base. So you yeah. could, you know, put your stakes in it if you wanted to do that. Yeah, I I had it around. I think it it finally died. It was a cheap one. Um, my brother-in-law gave it to us. Um, the best one that I ever saw that did it with the lasers, Kidder. And by Jove, I now have a big enough yard. I might be tempted to do this. Uh, a guy actually hung it off the top of his roof, pointing down at his yard, which wasn't all that impressive until you get like those like misty, snowy days. You know, especially at night, because then it looked like a laser light show, like at the Ralph on his yard. It's like, I might do that. I might, if I can find one of those, I would maybe string it up like that. So I'd get the light effect like that. That would be awesome. You would need more than one. You need like 12. Because I, I, I the lasers, I, the lasers, I need, man, I don't need, I don't need the lasers. It's for the kids. Yes, for the kids. But we're going to do a 12 lasers. Put them you know, on the roof, <laughs> and then you know what? I'm if you don't have, have room every on the roof, in the county, like oh, then you, <laughs> maybe, maybe. 
but then you know if you don't have enough peaks up there you run out of room like you have the whole display the whole edge of the roof covered then you put a couple on the bottom so then you're you're cross promoting the the laser coverage as well you know you have the top down you're getting all the angles covered point one at traffic so then people stay away from your house you know different things like that yeah i'll uh i'll, I'll pass on uh on that what's that i haven't really seen those this year kidder when i've been uh, out looking i have not seen those i wonder if those have already come and gone if the fad is over if oh, kidder's going to amazon he's gonna prove me wrong on this right now that's what he's, he's no, laughing I, about it too I, I am laughing i I know that they're they're still available because I was looking for some of the other ones because I wanted a second one. And then I was like, wait, I wonder if there's any other colors available. And there was like a blue one and a multicolor one where you could change the color. Yeah, for like $300. And I'm like, no, I, no, I don't feel like. No, so. I'll, we'll see here. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, if uh, future Howard, and I mean that ends in like tomorrow, uh, manages to get his house lights up. But he, as I said, I do have a pass from the wife. If all I get up is the giraffe, then I'm fine. And unfortunately, the giraffe is up. But it's got a burnt out bulb, so I'm now waiting on replacement um, the bulbs to come in so I can find which one is out and hopefully fix the giraffe. There is uh, <clears throat> a knockoff model for $50. That's the top rated of four out of five stars on that. Or you could get um, a Firefly red, green, and blue with remote control for $119. There's another one that's red, green, blue that has eight different patterns. That's $125. I think I'm just going to put a sign in my yard that says, sorry, Christmas lasers out of order. Well, then you're just getting people people's hopes up for next year. Oh man, that that guy, he, his lasers were out of order that last year, so so we got to come back next year. I'll then change the people, sign at that point. He's <laughs> <laughs> got people coming like a pilgrimage to your yard. Oh, holy sir, we come in hopes of seeing the glorious laser lights. Yeah, see, I'll just come up with different sayings every year. I got, you know, a year to think of stuff, you know? Hmm. One of those, like, sorry, donated lasers to evil scientists who wanted to put them on sharks. Hmm. You know, something funny like that. Well, well Kidder, as we're... Waterproof laser projector light with 20 patterns... I'm sure there's some dots in there. It's only sixty dollars. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm done buying for the year, Kidder. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I've been in the Menards Christmas light section so much that people think I work there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I'm on like a first name basis with the staff. Hi, Greg. Hope you're listening. You know, it's a, uh, it's a great time. Are you saying that uh, you're, you're now giving shout outs to, to random people from, from the aisle, kind of like somebody that we've worked with before? Uh, I wouldn't say that I was giving a random shout out. The joke was, it was more of a joke. I don't actually know if there's somebody there named Greg. I was just trying to, you know, have some oh. fun. Thank, thanks you. for making me spoil the punchline. Thank you. <laughs> now that now that somebody named Greg who works there and happened to come across our show is very let down because you did not you took your hello back to for away from him. No, did not say hello to you, Greg. It was hypothetical, Greg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But you know, but somebody me and my else buddy, hypothetical Greg. <laughs> hypothetical. That's a, that's his short nickname. Yeah. I don't know what his long nickname is. That's for next week or next year when you put it on your sign out front of your house. <laughs> Hypothetical <laughs> laser lights. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. There it is. There, there we go. There we go. Yeah. For those, those of you who don't have the benefit of uh, knowing us for longer than, uh, uh, what, 30 38 weeks that's that's what we've been doing this for now something like that i I believe i saw and of course if the uh, documentation is correct then we would be somewhere along the 30 week mark (laughs) but um yeah i I mean we're we're along the same wavelength and so thanks for sticking with us through this whole journey Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's it's Mm -hmm. fun yeah, kind kind of like somebody who who said to me this past week. Maybe it was the no, it was this week. I'm supposed to and have to watch the Spider-Man movies. I don't know which one, both of them. I don't know. Not going to happen. Uh, I'm supposed to do that because then you will watch the movie that's over your shoulder, Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, to which I still said, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to waste my time on trash. Not yeah, going to happen. The The deal was quite simple. You don't have to watch two. You just have to watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Just that one. No, All you have to, to do. Nope, not going to happen because I know I'm not missing out on that because I've lived this long and I still don't miss it. You, however, are missing out because Pacific Rim is actually good. So is Into the Spider-Verse. I'm I'm telling you, man. No, that's listen. And that you can't, you can't, (laughs) you can't fault me for trying to make a deal. Future Howard put the offer out there. Hmm. At least he found it and tried. I, I, I'll give him credit. <laughs> he found it and tried. See, yeah. See, I don't think it was Future Howard that's behind this. I think it's, oh, it's it. Maybe it's the lights. Like this, it's coming down from the heavens. Like you shall not have done this. <sighs> Some stupid thing. No, I, th- I think it was somebody, um, an acquaintance of ours. I think he's the driving force in this. 
No, no. I, I'm pretty sure future Howard made him an offer. Oh, made him an offer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe the offer was, hey, Lane, if you get Kidder to watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I'll watch Pacific Rim. Tilda, future Howard. Yeah, not going to happen. You're just, you're just crushing poor Lane's heart, man. Just I mean, maybe. Him. Maybe. But you know what? Life's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's not fair. He's had to work for both of us. <laughs> I mean, some, some people have worse luck than others, and apparently he just struck out for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Thanks, thanks for watching, Lane. Uh, <laughs> like he's I, sorry, I was like, going to just say, still have I that keep forgetting that I keep forgetting I have it. It my my painting desk slash podcast space is a little cluttered at the moment, so I keep setting it down, and I keep forgetting I have it. So I haven't been drinking it. So it's it's a little under half left. I'll take a big swig. I'll try and catch up here for the for the fans. Sure. Yeah, it's for the fans. Fans. Mm-hmm. Christmas traditions. You know, so, something that I just wanted to touch on a little bit. Nothing crazy for me. Really, it's have food, open some gifts, sit around for a little bit, and go on to the next thing of uh, whatever's on the schedule whatever uh, we have time for that sort of thing what about what about you there howie blues i mean we had the tradition for for several years going out to the ranch mm-hmm. having a lot of fun out there mm-hmm. yeah uh you know lefty and i for us we're we're lucky uh, we my family tends to celebrate more on Christmas Eve. Hers is more on Christmas Day. So we, we split it that way. So Christmas Eve, we always go out to the ranch. Um, my mom usually cooks up a nice prime rib. Uh, the last few years, she's added crab, so it's been surf and turf. Oh, yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It is good. And for those who don't know, uh, my mom is a fantastic, fantastic cook. Uh, so it's always a good meal. Um, and then we, out there, we've kind of slowed down on opening gifts. Uh, we kind of, like, everybody kind of gets somebody, you know, everyone something, but it's not, you know, it's pretty low key. It's a very low, you know, laid back uh, holiday. And then uh, on Christmas, we... Uh, we get together with my wife's family and uh, this year, Kidder, it's the return. It is the return of the no bitchin Christmas because I'm hosting. Oh, so right. it's no bitchin. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, uh, several years ago now, been about what, four years? Yeah, about four years ago, we finally convinced uh, my mother-in-law to let Lefty and I host Christmas and when she agreed, I sent out invitations, uh, creating a no bitchin' Christmas. Uh, it was because it's, with that family, they get a little worked up. 
there was a bit of high tensions. And so Christmas was kind of a, almost a combat sport, you could say. Um, and so I created No Bitchin' Christmas. And I did that for two years. Then my sister-in-law took over. Uh, and, but it's back. Um, so we'll, uh, I'll be in charge of all the cooking, because that's what I do. And uh, we'll open gifts and then have a fun afternoon slash evening, if the weather stays nice, um, playing games down here. Hopefully, if I get it clean in the Cave of Wonder. So that's the hope. That's the plan. Going to try. See what we can do. So uh, that, that's, that's what we're planning on doing. Uh, I'll be making a big pot of wassail. I have an excellent recipe, and in fact, get her. Maybe I will. If you, hey, people, if you've been paying attention to the Beer Blues and BS website, Past Howard actually is going to post and has posted his wassail recipe on the Facebook. So, for anybody else who wants a excellent wassail recipe, hmm. It's up there. It is non-alcoholic. You'll have to add your own alcohol if you want that. But this is a, a wonderful uh, spiced drink that uh, has become a tradition for us. I make it every year. Big batch of it. Fantastic. So we'll be doing that. And the best way to describe it would be... It's a lot of different fruit juices and some cinnamon and sugar, and mm, it's it's like a nice hot apple cider, but a little bit more than just apple cider. Put it that way. It's uh, it's fantastic. If you were going to put uh, alcohol with it, you'd probably want, you know, like, yeah. Fireball would be a good choice uh, to go with it. Maybe if you have a lovely bottle of apple pie, that could go well with it as well. So, yeah. Yeah. There. Sharing. Now you just got to hope that Fast Howard actually does this. <laughs> got to find the recipe. I think I know where it is. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Any closing thoughts for Christmas 2021? Uh, no closing uh, closing thoughts on Christmas. I think we've covered it pretty well. Pretty, pretty well. Yeah. I think we did all right. One of those things. Mm -hmm. You know. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Really uh, looking forward to the next steps into 2022. Of course, next week's episode, we'll discuss a little bit more on uh, maybe New Year's, that sort of uh, thoughts and everything. Yeah. I remember New Year's into 21 here actually watched some of the new year's programming and uh sent you a couple messages because blues traveler was playing a show at red rocks mm -hmm. that uh, was being aired so it was kind of neat to 
<clears throat> watch that and uh, more or less celebrate the start of this year, which it's a year, <laughs> just like last year. It's a year. So hopefully 2022, including today being Christmas. Hope it's the best for, for you and yours and everyone along the show, wherever you might be watching or listening to us. You know, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having us with you on uh, the holiday or even if you're watching us later, you know, really appreciate it. So thank you from the bottom of, of our hearts. We hope that our gift of entertainment to you is a little bit better than getting some coal. So there's that. Any other uh, thoughts on your mind before we get on out of here for uh, tonight? I got one more thing to share with you, Kidder. What's that? Because you will appreciate this. So uh, the week that we are recording this, uh, it just so happens that the episode that came out uh, this week uh, isn't is is titled "Is That an Outback?" Um, it's a great episode. It was the clip episode um, where we I you know Howard can't talk. Howard's done a lot of talk. Howard's running out of talking <laughs> ability here. I, His brain just went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, it's because we're nearing 1 a.m. and my brain is just like, go to bed. I'm going to sabotage the last bit of this show. Um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a clip show um, because we had the shortened recording that we actually did, but it was a chance to go back and dig through uh, all of the uh, old material and, and plumb some of the stuff that we've recorded in Behind the Curtains and actually put that up. A um, lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for me. But, Kidder, um, with that, our audience, if you've been checking out the YouTube version of this, you will note that we have been putting up some different thumbnails, starting with that one, trying some different things. But, Kidder, I have to share this with you because when I went to build that thumbnail, I started by looking for a logo for Outback Steakhouse. And as I was looking for a photo of Outback Steakhouse that I thought would be appropriate before eventually giving up on that and settling on the Blooming Onion, I couldn't help but notice that when I Google searched Outback Steakhouse, there was all these photos that you would assume associated with an Outback Steakhouse, except a mugshot was in the middle of this. A mugshot. A mugshot. Uh, because, Gitter, here you go. This is another one of... Howard's breaking news from a long time ago. Uh, the bug shot is from a news story, and I here's the headline getter for you because yes, this is a, a a great headline. Naked Florida woman trashes an outback steakhouse, confronts police officer. Mm. Bad move on both accounts. Bad move. Mm -hmm. So this is from uh, back in June. So not too terribly old. Um, 
but here's 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 the story, Kidder. I just have to share. Um, because I of course clicked on the photo and you can't read a headline like that and not talk about it here on Beer Blues and BS. <clears throat> but here it goes. Uh, let's see. It's commonly known that many restaurants practice no shirt, no shoes, no service. But one woman in Florida did not heed this warning when she decided to undress and trash a local Outback Steakhouse in Marion County. According to viral videos shared on Reddit, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, the Ocala Police Department confirmed to Fox News, that's just where this story was found, uh, that the incident took place on June 1st with a copy of the woman's arrest affidavit. Uh, basically, she's being charged with aggravated battery on law enforcement and felony criminal mischief. Uh, she basically climbed on top of the restaurant's bar while naked and had been throwing bottles of alcohol, glassware, and other supplies um, before an officer arrived to arrest her. Uh, she ignored pleas from bystanders who asked her to stop destroying Outback Steakhouse property. Uh, she didn't do that and ended up with a set of cuffs. Uh, and that's really all the story was. And I was not going to go digging further into that because as I don't need in my search history is, you know, anything associated with that title. Mm -hmm. And you weren't going to share. Are you? Uh, it's in the uh, post production. That's when you're putting up the mug shot. That's yeah. hey, okay, kidder. So a little behind the curtain <laughs> for our guest. I was trying to find the mug shot uh, earlier. Mm. When remember I said I was trying to find something. I was trying to. I re Google searched it and it didn't pop back up. So I was a little disappointed. Of if course. future Howard finds it, he will of course put it in the post production. Wonderful. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I just I it was it was great. So uh a, a fun little story from out there in the world and involving one of your favorite places to eat. So man, I love Outback. Mm -hmm. It's disappointing that somebody would do that to such a mecca of a restaurant. It's just unfortunate how some people are crazy. Just sad. Sad like the ending of the show. I was about to say, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. I think it's time that we wrap this episode up like a present under the tree and uh, people can open it up and be disappointed with some cheap plugs. <laughs> no disappointment here. This is grade a high quality plugs just on the cheap side really the biggest thing hey spend uh, that holiday cash that you just picked up in those wonderful presents on our website beerbluesbs.com you can share the wealth with your good brothers help the show continue to roll forward into another year and uh, you know what it would be wonderful to help share that merch with your family and friends as well. Right there at beerbluesbs.com. I mean, what better thing for Christmas than to give a loved one a shirt, 
or other item branded with the show that you love to help share the good word from your good brothers right here on Triple B. You can find all kinds of cool merchandise, including some new stuff at BeerBluesBS.com. Just click on merch. Or if you want to buy us a beer, you can do that just by going to the Buy Us a Beer page at BeerBluesBS.com. You'd also get the links to our Facebook page where we'd appreciate you clicking the thumbs up and following us on the show. Or you can also join us on YouTube, watch the video version of this show, and subscribe to our channel if you would. Just smash that sub button, bro. It'd be awesome. Or sister. So thanks for doing that. Other than that, hey, we are all over the place on the audio version. We're on Podbean. That's where uh, auto originates, if you will. Then it uh, gets distributed amongst the masses, like iHeartRadio. You can get it through the iHeartRadio app. You can also get it right on Spotify or the Spotify app, Pandora, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, Player FM. We are also on Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And yes, we are on Facebook Watch and the Facebook Podcast, so you can get it directly through your Facebook account. So if you would, please and thank you. Check us out at BeerBluesBS.com and follow this show on any and all of the media mediums that are out there. We'd appreciate it. So for my co-host, my brother, on a happy holiday Christmas uh, night here on uh, this show. It's time to go and uh, enjoy the rest of our night. So for Howard Blues, I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Thanks for joining us. May St. Nico visit your home and bring many gifts aplenty. Keep your glass half full. Hope you have a wonderful night. We'll see you again on the next episode. And uh, there's, of course, free beer tomorrow because it's Christmas Day. So For Orion and Freya as well, from the whole fam jam, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. We'll catch you on down the old flaky, icy, cold, barren Tuscan Highway. See you on the next one. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. I might be like, when did you write this? You know, that's that's not only the wrong date, but it's a bit dated.
You know, uh, I, I have finished <laughs> editing next week's episode. I actually yeah. had to go out and find and download a rim shot because of the bad jokes we told in that episode with, uh, with Derek. Perfect. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, what do you think of the, the, the thumbnail on this week's episode? Well, um, it was good. I love that blooming onion. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just trying something new. Just <laughs> throwing a big old graphic out there on the thumbnail. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can. Because it's tasty. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait for you to see next week's. Uh, I'm pretty proud of that or, thumbnail. Is it just because your your uh, uh, design brain was a, a bit fried? Mm. I see you're going to be awfully saucy tonight. You usually are when you come back from the ranch. Mm. But I wasn't at the ranch. I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't drive an Outback. I don't. I know. It's okay. Apparently, if I did, you wouldn't be able to see it. Hmm. As as we proved in this week's episode, where I clearly called that that was an outback behind you. I was pointing at Holiday, but you said it's like if I point to this. (laughs) Yeah, there's a building behind. It's like if I point to the Sioux sign right here, and I'm like. Look at, can you tell me what that is? And you're like, oh, it looks like a brown chair. And I'm like, yeah, the chair's there pointing at this. Like, <laughs> uh, I think that chair's more goldenrod than brown, but you know, that could just bronze. be the lighting. Bronze. <laughs> <laughs>